2: of the world, Steve Fingerstyles
0: So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products and you like to use CBD products, or you're looking to start using CBD products, no better day than to start today, I'll give you 25% off. If you go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com and use promo code THEPODCAST25, they have everything from tonics to rub-ons to sprays to pills to even wipes that are infused with CBD like wet naps and shit so you can just rub it on. They have everything. So And there's no THC so you don't have to worry about getting high if that's your fear about using CBD. So it's all good to go. They ship within North America. So go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com today. And also, if you're a woman that's listening to the show and you like to shop online, go to poppyapparel.com. You'll get 10% off if you use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. They ship worldwide and they ship free if you spend more than $50. And please go subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify. And I'm also part of the Bros Network to podbros.com. if you want to listen to my show there or any other shows on the network. You could go there, and if you shop at Amazon, click on their Amazon banner. takes you two seconds, free of charge, helps them out, helps me out. And also, it's coming down to the wire. The live stream for The Cure takes place on May 17th to the 19th. It's pretty much 40 hours of podcasting to raise money towards finding a cure for cancer. I am a part of it, as you all know, and I ended up losing my mom at an early age to cancer, so this means a lot to me. So I only really donate towards two things, really. It's pretty much cancer and to help sick kids, So to me, cancer is a big part of my life and always has been. So please donate. Go to Livestreamforthecure.com. You could actually start donating today and you could watch me live. I still don't know if it's on Twitch or if it's on YouTube. I have no idea. But again, all the information is at Livestreamforthecure.com. I'll be there live on May 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So this week's guest is a stand-up comedian who's pretty much performed all around the world. He's also a writer and an actor. He has appeared on such shows as Comedy Central's This Is Not Happening, CTV's Comedy Now, CBS's The Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn, Russell Howard's Good News on the BBC, for all my listeners out in the UK, especially all the scousers out in Liverpool, Russell Peters' Red Light District on Showtime, and the debaters on CBC. I think I'm running out of breath, so let's just get right to it. He is THE Pete Johanson. What's going on? Uh-huh.
3: Oh hey man. That's I forgot some of those are so old. <laughs> wow. Well,
0: That's you've been like doing a, this for like 20 years, uh, right?
3: Yeah, I started when I was in high school. So, oh shit. You know,
0: That's going way back then.
3: Yeah, oh, it's terrible, but I was young. I, most of my early credits were just cuz I was good-looking.
0: Oh wow. So oh, what, you yeah, don't think you're good-looking anymore?
3: No, I'm not good-looking anymore. So now I actually get stuff cuz I'm funny. <laughs> Which is kind of, it's a nice transition. It's tough to deal with on some levels of your ego, Right. you know. Because like early on, you're like, "Oh man, this guy's good looking," but he's not that funny. And now you're like, "Oh, he's really funny. But he's not that good looking." So it's like you're kind of faced with, "What do you What do you prefer?" I don't know. I think I kind of prefer the good looking. That was better, you know.
0: <laughs> well, I guess it's better for the ego, but I guess for your pocket, maybe being funnier is better, right?
3: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> being funny isn't good for your pocket either. <laughs> Being being ruthless is good for your pocket. That's in every field, even comedy. And if you're not ruthless, you won't, you won't make money.
0: <laughs> no doubt that you know what that is true. But okay, so you've <laughs> you've performed everywhere. Ugh, like I have like the cities and country. Okay, just to run some. You you've gone. You know, you've done the Hubcap Comedy Festival. The Singapore I Fringe that, Festival. I love
3: that you start off with Moncton, Moncton, New Brunswick. Like you have to You repre- know what? You have
0: to represent <laughs> the fellow Canadians that listen. You know what I mean?
3: Dude, this guy's this guy's been to Moncton. Can you believe that? Can you believe?
0: Hey, I've uh, never Mon- been to Moncton.
3: Yeah, I, I know. I know, but <laughs> it's still it's like the weirdest place to start on the on a list of I don't know. You know what? Moncton's awesome. Okay, it's
0: how about great. this?
3: Great festival, too.
0: The Kuala Lumpur's Crack House Comedy Club. Please explain oh, this place.
3: Oh, Kuala Lumpur is amazing. That's one of my favorite cities in, in uh, Southeast Asia. It's the largest city in Malaysia. It's massive. Um, and they have a huge comedy scene, by the way. Really? The Malay, uh, the Malay comedy scene is exploding. Uh, no. uh, there's a friend of mine who's got his own Netflix special. It's the first one from Malay. Um, okay. uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? Uh, Jay Sankar, I think his name, and he, I mean, they've got, like, four comedy clubs in Kuala Lumpur, they've oh, got two English ones, okay, actually, okay. All, all of Southeast Asia has a massive comedy scene right now, it's probably the, it's probably the only place in the world where comedy's still booming.
0: So, is that your favorite place in Asia that you've been to, because you've been, like I said, Dubai, Hong Kong, Japan, Korea, yeah, Afghanistan?
3: I, I, well, I like, I like the Malay comedy scene a lot, it's the most, okay. uh, vibrant, um, but uh, Singapore is pretty cool too. Hong Kong is nice, but it's Hong Kong and China are expensive as shit really?
1: to kind
3: of okay. do. Uh, it, my favorite room I've ever done in Southeast Asia is actually in Cambodia and Siem Reap.
1: Really? Uh,
3: but it was all expats. I like the ones okay. where you have uh, where you get a mixture of local and uh, uh, expats too. Like so, the Kuala Lumpur is a lot of locals, right? And that's and I think that's what kind of makes it neat because you've got this. Uh, you got comedians talking about local issues and local like uh, like, like hearing their own version of the of racism because uh, Malaysia's got this neat population where it's about okay. 25% Chinese, 20% uh, of Indian descent, right. and then the rest are, rest are Malay. And there's different laws. Like, Malays can buy property for 30% less than other people, even though the Chinese have been there for 300 years. Okay. They don't have the same rights as the Malay. Right. Um, so there's And there's also the religious tension. So hearing okay. comics address that on stage, it's, like, oh, amazing, right. you know? Right. So, I don't know. I love that. Because comedy is sort of like this bridging... Uh, effect between the cultures, and if you look at it, Malaysia went from very conservative fifteen years ago
1: yeah.
3: to now, like they're looking at being the first country in Southeast Asia to legalize marijuana um, for medical, which is huge. I know, right? uh, and and they're an Islamic country too. You know, they're very liberal, very progressive. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of of the direction Malaysia is going in. So, yeah, the Kuala Lumpur, go there. Great place. The beaches are awesome too.
0: Okay, how about this? Because I'm scared of going to Asia. Not, not really scared, but the, the logistical what? point of it. Because like, I hate being stuck in a plane for a long, I've had this conversation plenty of times on the show. Oh, yeah. Longer than no, five I, to six hours. So no, to me, you're right.
3: You're right. That's a terrible plane flight. Okay. It, you're, you're not wrong there. I, last time I took it, I took the only non-stop. It's the longest non-stop in the world from oh, Chicago shit. to Singapore. Okay. And it was a 21-hour oh, 20, direct flight. Wow. You're right it would be kind of if you could do it and break it up it would be a lot better like if you if yeah. but I don't know I don't know where you'd stop like where would you go like uh, Hawaii or I guess Alaska maybe you could stop in Alaska you could fly to like Juneau maybe and then stop okay. again in Kamchaka in, uh, in Russia
0: I was gonna say yeah I go to Russia why not yeah
3: so what's this city? It's Vladivostok, right? So you, so I don't know if they they only have summer direct flights. If I remember correctly, from Anchorage to Vladivostok, because I was looking into it because I wanted to see the rusting Russian fleet one year.
1: Oh,
3: yeah, because um, yeah, they got uh, apparently about ten years ago they had like uh, I think it was tw- two or three thousand rusting Russian frigates sitting in cam- in uh, Vladivostok harbor. Oh, sure. You couldn't see it on Google Maps because right. they blurred it out for security reasons. Of course. <laughs> But it's one of those cities that's like the wild, wild east. And I've always wanted to kind of visit it because it's like kind of this unstructured, crazy place in Russia. But I don't know if I'd go to Russia right now. I almost went last year, but the visa was too hard.
0: What about <laughs> uh, what about Africa? You hit Africa?
3: Yeah, South Africa's fantastic. Okay. I did a comedy festival, uh, rocking the Daisies in... Uh, uh, that was just outside of Cape Town and Rock in the Garden in Johannesburg. And mm. then I did a bunch of shows around South Africa. South Africa is one of the most amazing places I've ever been. Yeah, I forgot like, that too. It's beautiful and the people are awesome. And that's got an incredible comedy scene too. Mm. Really big comedy scene. Wow. Um, where else in Africa have I been though? Uh, the seashells, Tanzania. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to, that's what, it's funny, me and my wife were talking yesterday about where to go, because we like Mm -hmm. to go on one big trip every year. Yeah. And uh, we were thinking of going to Africa again, because she's never been to South Africa and she's always wanted to go. Oh, there you go. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Africa's amazing. I'd like to see more of it.
0: Okay. Well, in South Africa, obviously they speak proper English, but like you said, in these places. Oh,
3: they speak a lot of Afrikaans. Oh, do they? Yeah. It's it's this Dutch uh, language. It's kind of, it's very similar to Dutch. Um, goes back to the Boer War and uh because a lot of a lot of South talk like Dutch person, you know, like they oh, have that same sort of.
0: Right, you're right. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, and uh, their history is uh, is kind of uh, so actually, and this isn't a, a racial term; it's a racist term here. But okay. this is the actual term they use in South Africa. They right. use col- colored, okay. and that's not black and that's not white. That's a, a, a mixed a race mixed. person in oh, South Africa. Gotcha. And, they, and, and colored. Uh, people tend to speak Afrikaans. Oh, I see. So there's this, uh, there's actually a distinct comedy circuit in Afrikaans uh, in South Africa, which is kind of interesting. And they have different racial issues too. Like like the, the complexity of race in South Africa is fascinating. To I, deserve, could only you know? imagine.
0: I could only friggin imagine. T- <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> TV doesn't do justice, obviously, because they're only showing you one side of the story all the time. So
3: mm-hmm. to
0: go there and actually see with your own eyes is a totally different experience for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you—the you, more you travel, you realize that race isn't a real thing. It's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's economics. Right. It's when you when you segregate any group and make them incredibly poor, mm. they're going to be mad. don't blame them right exactly and that's kind of we use (laughs) we use all this racism as an excuse for for stealing from poor people but you know let's not get all political
0: no no let's not okay so (laughs) but the majority of people there understand and speak english were versus like the other places you've been in asia how is it to perform like even though you said it's an english club but how is it versus an all english to like a country go to where it's not the main language
3: oh that's interesting um Thing to sort of address i, I guess it, i take this for granted because i do travel a lot and i right. kind of realize this and it's also it's this is a delicate issue to kind of talk about because it's an aspect of privilege oh because okay. uh, we're we're english people right? And right we speak english and there's a huge privileged english okay. and the privilege is is that uh, whether people like it or not it's the universal language now yes. we i mean we tried to make it esperanto in the 30s and 40s didn't click on the french tried forever to make french <laughs> the right. official language. it didn't work the reason english worked is be and strangely enough and this is from a bill bryson book the main reason that english is spoken everywhere is because air traffic controllers needed one language around oh. the world to communicate with each other back in the 30s and 40s and 50s Makes so sense. Every, pi- every pilot on earth has to speak english right Um, And then doctors adopted it, and then legal people adopted it. So you've got – it's the language of business. Mm -hmm. So once the language of business adopts it, there's no place on the planet where you can go really at this point where people don't speak English. So when I go to – I did shows in Beijing for my friend Des Bishop. Okay. And uh, that was a mixed audience. So it was like 50% expats and 50% Chinese. Okay. Most of the Chinese people went to university in North America. Oh, Most, wow. they went, there's, there's like this huge. They all, they, everybody spoke English, <laughs> you know? And it's the same with Japan. It's the same with like uh, these countries that are uh, monocultural. Still, English is prevalent everywhere. Right. The only places, the only places I found where you couldn't drum up an English comedy crowd, funnily enough, mm-hmm. are in Italy. <laughs> Italian people in Italy have no, no time for English. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's hilarious.
3: But also, they've got their own comedy, and they don't have that thing. Right. Um, and they're not a—they're not a naturally. They don't. It's not a hugely bilingual country, strangely enough, inside of Europe. Okay. And the French will speak English, but they won't go to English comedy because they don't—they don't share the same humor of, of per course. se. Right. Um, but pretty much everywhere in Northern Europe, like I played Norway, mm-hmm. uh, Finland, Germany, Denmark, mm-hmm. uh, Holland, and you'll go on after a guy speaking. Dutch, right. and then you'll go on and perform English, or in Norway, oh, no. um, oh, the club in Norway uh, uh, it's like uh, Norwegian, Norwegian, then they'll have a Danish-speaking comic, I'm then sure. they'll have a Swedish-speaking comic, <laughs> and then they'll have an English-speaking comic, and yeah. everybody will just understand it,
1: That's you know? so cool.
3: So, multilingualism is common everywhere else but North America and England That's true <laughs> Like, almost everywhere you, you go, everybody speaks two languages, and that second language is almost always English so it's it's yeah. kind of funny that we're so in a way we won it's the lottery, hard. yeah, you know, like it, it, had, had we grown up in French Canada, you know it would be far more difficult to to travel and but we'd be making you know twenty five times the amount of money doing stand up <laughs> <laughs>
0: <They get, laughs> there's always something
3: paid, <laughs> yeah they they get paid so much money, every French comic I know is a millionaire wow. you know and even the shitty ones like it's crazy (laughs) and and that's That's like let's be honest let's be honest that's like 80% of French comedy
0: (laughs) well you know what in the regular 9 to 5 world it's sort of the same thing if you have French as a background you automatically get paid more because now you could do business with Quebec right is that true yeah that is so true especially at my place of employment it is
3: I've thought about learning French. Actually, I'd uh, twelve years in school, I, I, you'd think it wouldn't be hard, but fuck, it's hard.
0: It is, right? Every, I'm the same way. Yeah. I stopped
3: every time, and every time I go to France, I try to speak French, and right. it, they get so irritated with me. They're just like, <laughs> just say it in English. I'm like, but I'm trying to be culturally sensitive, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm from Portugal. Like my parents came from Portugal. Have you ever performed in Portugal?
3: Portugal. I've never been to Portugal. My wife's oh, wow. been. I've okay. never been. It. Uh, I've been all over Spain, but I've never made it to Portugal. Um. I lived above a Portuguese family in Toronto, oh. and I'm gonna be—I'm gonna be right straight out here. Uh, and I go. said before the show, I wouldn't tolerate any racism. Okay. But I fucking hate your people's food.
2: What? Um, You're the, <laughs> the first smell, one ever.
3: I, the, the smell of fish being cooked oh, all day, man. every day for okay. a year almost made me leave Toronto. I fucking hated it so much. <laughs> I've never it was like is there a day you don't eat fucking rancid fish like is like every fucking day and i've never there's to be honest with you the two people two cultures that have pissed me off the most in this world right portuguese for their fish cooking okay and by the way oceans are dying stop eating fucking fish okay you've got the large you've got the second largest fishing fleet on earth and you're a tiny little country stop eating fucking fish um Second is oh, Spanish God. people. Uh, they drive me nuts, and not all Spanish people. I need to be specific. Uh, yeah, what type I like, of Spaniards, like I, I, South Americans, I like Catalan and I like the Basque. Okay? okay, but I'm talking like Madrid to Seville, that area. Right. Oh, you're there. talking
0: European. I thought you're talking South Americans.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. I like South Americans. Okay, I'm talking about, and I, and when I say I don't like Spanish people, I need to be specific. I don't like the Spanish people in that region <laughs> for the way they walk. Oh shit! They are the slowest. Most unfocused walking oh my God. people, and I know it's a strange thing to hate about a culture, right. but they—they they don't consider anybody else on the fucking sidewalk when they walk, and oh they God. will walk you into the fucking street. They'll stop in the middle of a flow. <laughs> There's no consciousness, and it's the only place where people try to get on the train while people trying to get off at the same fucking time. Okay. There's something wrong with the Spanish brain and the heat <laughs> and the and the and the thing, and Probably I. Right. I, uh, that's those are my two racisms other than that you know and, they, and I, it's not full racism I love the ham the good dancing a gouty architecture fucking rocks right and oh my god the beaches in Barcelona but that's Catalan I shouldn't actually give them credit for that that's not Madrid <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Well, I'm not going to defend my people because I I hate my race as well. So don't worry, I'm the oh, same boat as you.
3: It's not. A, let's stop with this whole European different race thing. We're all the same race. It's just we're, we have we have adopted strong cultures, and some of us shave our eyebrows, and some of us <laughs> don't. That's all the difference between Europeans. But well, you know what that is I true. Like, And oh, and by the way, Portugal
0: almost redeems itself with their custard tarts. it almost
3: almost makes up for the fish, but it
1: doesn't. Get
3: rid of that fucking stinky fish!
0: You're the only one. Everyone loves the fish except you.
3: Nobody likes the fucking stinky fish. They're (laughs) lying to you. Okay. (laughs) That's why, that's why there's more Portuguese in Brazil than there are in Portugal, because they wanted to get the fuck away from the fish. That's what it was. They, they crossed the ocean to get Probably. away from the stinky fucking fish, and they went okay. to Brazil, and they go, yeah, the crime's high, but there's no stinky fucking fish, and they stayed, and that's how it worked out. I, I'm sorry. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to destroy your country. but No, good enough for me, man. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why they legalized, they are the first country to legalize uh, hard drugs, yeah. because you need hard drugs if you're going to live around Stinky fucking fish being cooked all the time. You know what? (laughs) Give me a needle of heroin if I gotta fucking smell this rancid herring for fucking dinner. Anyway, God bless your people.
0: Yes, God (laughs) bless. God bless all. I didn't know this about you, and but you were like one of the comedians who actually earned a special on Netflix in 2016, I'm sorry to say, versus where now there's like a new one popping up every two days, you know what I mean? So you were like one of the original stand-up comics on yeah. Netflix.
3: Yeah, but I wasn't, I didn't earn it here, let's okay. be specific, I, I, I earned it in Europe, um, Canada didn't give a fuck that I had a, had a Netflix special. Really? Um, yeah, I, I got it because I was popular in Holland. Oh, okay. And the I taped it in Holland, and nice. uh, people people like me in Holland. I don't know what it is. I'm a big I'm a big draw in Holland. <laughs> the, the, the Dutch dig Petey here, um, so I've done a couple of shows in Holland, different right. TV shows, and I've uh, and I and I tour there quite regularly. So they uh, we taped a special for Holland for for Europe, and then we did it for all of Netflix Europe, basically. So. Right. Germany, you know Nordic countries. You know, I got a nice Nordic last name. Let's, yeah, you know. that is um, true. Yeah, so they, yeah, th- you know, did well. But so they uh, expand. They decided to release it l- worldwide, and it's funny because like it was everybody in Europe loved it and stuff like that. And here in Canada, when I, I, I went my hometown, I, I was like, uh, hey, do you maybe want to do a story about it? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow.
3: Uh, there's no interest in our newspaper about that. There's no interest. Like just Canadians like couldn't give a fuck on any level. Like there's wow. no, no mention of it here. I got reviewed in the UK. All these great reviews and stuff like that. Canada, right. nothing. Just nothing. It was, you know, I I I, it's, I love this country, but I kind of it's frustrating at times too because it's know. like there's three pages of hockey news in my local in my lo- local paper it's like it, yeah. you got junior bantam like he's got half a page with a picture I've got a netflix special you know like there's probably like 75 kids every year that go to a junior hockey team and get coverage in my hometown but yeah. uh, ne- there's never been anybody from my hometown that's had a netflix comedy special but nah, fuck that No, we, we there's we don't need to we don't need to put that in the paper oh my god <laughs> like, like we're just yeah, canada hates comedy always has hated comedy and always will it's just, we're, we're the that's worst. True. That's why we produce such good comics, because we are the fucking worst.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, you're not the first one. I think almost every Canadian comic that has been on the show has exactly said the same words as you just said. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, well,
3: uh, it's just the general public doesn't view what we do as any form of skill or art. And or that's the problem. It's, it's one of those... But it, it all falls into our tall poppy syndrome. The, mm-hmm. We have a revulsion against people that sort of... Uh, make waves or draw attention to themselves that's part right. of our who we are as a people we it's like you know, check yourself mister hmm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> americans don't have that they celebrate that and i don't yeah. know if they're better i i mean i get it. i mean we are we're all irritated by that self-promotion and boisterousness right. but there should be a happy medium you know
0: i know i think and, so too why not
3: and we don't really i like the brits love comedy and they have tall poppy syndrome right and it's quite interesting because I mean, you're you're considered an artist there. Like you're considered, uh, like people admire and respect what you do and think it requires skill. Here, it's just like you're you're a problem Mm -hmm. when you're a (laughs) comic. You're like, who? Why are you doing that? (laughs) I don't know. It's we have a strange country, but you know, fuck it.
0: What can you do? Exactly. Well, speaking of the UK, (laughs) I read somewhere that you moved there in 2008 for a bit.
3: Uh, Yeah, I lived there for almost a decade.
0: Oh, wow. So how was that experience, just Uh, being there?
3: It's good. I mean, the British are, it's a different culture. I'm glad I did it. I learned a lot about, um, uh, they're challenging people. Um, They have different issues of class that we don't really have. Mm -hmm. They have um, economic uh, divisions that I'd never seen before. They're very well-educated uh, in certain aspects as a, as a nation, too, which I find quite fascinating. Okay. Um, like, your average Brit has a, a depth of knowledge about certain things. Not to mention, they do have dumb people like we do. Everybody's oh, got that one of pocket of just stupid, you know. <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> but as a whole, I find their society quite uh, uh, reasonable. Right. But they're, but they're not a friendly people when okay. you get down to it. Like, they're not open to... It, I lived, uh, living in London for eight years, uh, we left with no British friends.
1: Wow.
3: I mean, we had lots of friends that were that were in London that had moved there from other countries. Right, okay. Like, I, I'd made friends with Irish people and Dutch people and, mm-hmm. and people from all over the world that have moved to, to, to London. But we didn't make okay. any actual British friends because oh. British people don't really want to be friends with outsiders. <laughs> like there's a xenophobia, not a xenophobia but just a lack of openness. And that's the opposite of Canadians to a certain degree. Right. We don't want to we don't want to laugh but we want friends.
0: Yeah. Yep, yeah, <laughs> so. it's true. It's so true. I see with yeah. all my neighbors.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it, we I mean each culture has its own unique picadillos. I mean Americans <laughs> are incredibly nice. Right. I've always found that interesting. Like people call Canadians nice. We're not nice at all. We're no. polite. Yes. And Amer- Americans are super nice. Like really genuinely nice people mm-hmm. but they're also irritating as fuck you know <laughs> like,
1: and they don't get credit for being nice because they're also violent oh my god <laughs> you know,
0: like, that's true too so, so
3: you can't it's great that you're nice but you also you know you're you're, you're killing people at like a hundred <laughs> for a hundred thousand that's too much you know and locking up three million of your citizens <laughs> oh
1: my
0: god. yeah exactly right
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god. It, it's it's great that you're nice and all, but uh, maybe it's because you're afraid of going to jail. If you're not, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it, it's culturally, the UK is fascinating. Um, I feel bad for what they're going through with Brexit and stuff like that. Yeah, obviously. I, and I, I, I find it interesting that we as a nation are are blind, sleepwalking into the same problems that we just watched the U.S. and Britain go through with. Mm-hmm. uh social media manipulation and trolling and bots we have no protection in canada we're walking into an election that's going to be completely swayed by foreign influences from china russia uh saudi arabia and different uh bad actors but we don't care because you know we're canada who's thinking about us everybody mm-hmm. that wants our resources
0: that's true um <laughs> no kidding and-
3: and we're all acting like it's a, a conservative-liberal problem when we're actually under attack. Uh, sorry, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in university full-time right now, and I'm studying a lot of different aspects of social media and politics.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> it's
3: quite fascinating. Anyways, yeah. No, it's, nice. it's all good.
0: Well, how long have you been in Toronto,
3: then? Two years. Oh, that's it? I thought you'd been here longer. No, uh, two, two and a half years. I mean, I I think we, I'm officially moved here in... Two, what year is it now? 2019? So 2016, I guess, I, I'm officially okay, moved okay. here, but I was still commuting back and forth to England most... So, Too I mean, long. I go to England in two weeks.
1: Oh,
0: really?
3: Yeah. I go back and forth and do little...
0: You know, stuff here and there.
3: It's more profitable to work in the UK while living in Canada than to work in canada it's more expensive to fly to vancouver than it is to fly to london right
0: that's ridiculous (laughs) that is so ridiculous i ended up finding that out the hard way trust me (laughs) okay so like i said you've been performing for 20 over 20 years now how do you keep your stuff fresh how are you still relevant how are you funny like how does someone be on your level this long and be relevant
3: (laughs) i'm not fresh and i'm not relevant that's that's the key
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you just recycle same material over and over
3: (laughs) No, I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't recycle it. All. I, I do write about stuff I like, but I don't know. I wouldn't say it's fresh. I go watch comedy and I see fresh takes on stuff. There's a lot of great. There's a lot of great emerging points of view that
1: uh,
3: right. I think it's a pretty amazing time for a lot of comedy. There's a lot of boring rehash points of view too, though. I don't know. I I'm I'm lucky because I've been doing it long enough. I can just talk about my own authentic experiences, right? And I. The advantage to doing something for a really long time over what I have over a young comic, mm-hmm. and this is honestly all the only difference between a good comic with experience and not, okay. is that I can edit before I hit the stage. Oh, gotcha. Whereas young comics, and it takes years, the longest thing you takes in comedy is learning to figure out what's funny and mm-hmm. why something's funny before you do it. And
1: right. When you
3: first start out, you have to, like, you have to write it, reform it, and do it and and you got to go through that so much before it makes people laugh and you're like why why didn't it make it laugh this way all i did was change a word and then after 20 years of doing it you can kind of go oh yeah that won't work that (laughs) that won't work and so you can you can save a lot of time in the process from creation to implementation of course yeah um and also also you don't mind so much when things don't work because you know, you've got a, such a body of good material that you can save a bad show at any point. Right. Like, so, like, if I do go in the tank trying something new, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not worried. Like, because I, I, I got stuff that'll absolutely kill if this doesn't work. But, you know, it's a matter of using it, you know. Yeah,
1: so exactly. that,
3: so it, there's there's that advantage going on. So I can, that without those advantages, it would be hard to keep up with how much work younger comics put in because mm-hmm. there's a lot of brilliant, hardworking young comics out there that are always creating and always doing enough stuff. And I'm I'm just coasting on tricks right now. <laughs> so <laughs> Once those run out, you know, but I'm, I'm preparing. I'm, I mean, none of us will be doing comedy in five years. It's all going to be a, uh, Joke telling robots. So,
0: oh my god! Everyone's going to get replaced by a robot.
3: Everybody, your job? Do you think there's going to be a podcast? It's all going to be robots podcasting the robots in five years. And oh my god! That's why I'm going to school right now, man. I'm learning how to fix joke telling robots. I'm going to be the only comic with a job in ten years because I'm the only guy that's going to be able to fix the robots.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of podcasts, too, you briefly had a podcast in 2016.
3: Oh, I've had a couple. I used to have one with Catherine Ryan. Oh shit! Who's okay, all, who's now a huge, huge star in uh, the UK and I guess the world now, hey? Um, and then uh, I did have one for a little bit in 2016. I hated doing podcasts. I hated really? editing, and
1: oh.
0: I hated I
3: hated writing a synopsis. I hated. Okay. I hated telling people to listen to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the part I hate.
3: I, I hate every part of that. Like, I, <laughs> I enjoy doing a podcast. I like talking about stuff, but I don't. Right. Self-promotion is one of the most toxic, mentally <sighs> draining activities it is. that's required of individuals in the modern world. It mm-hmm. seems so false, I know. so wrong. Like, why? Why should we reward somebody that says, listen to my thing, you know, like, what what validity does his own personal insight into his own creation be? I mean, it's, there's something so there has to be a better system than what we've come up with for self promotion. But you know, I haven't figured it out. Nobody else has, so I know. Fuck it. It is you what know. it but, is. But make sure you listen to this podcast, everybody. <laughs> you know, thanks. <laughs> and, no, it's 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 painful, and it's funny. This the interviews you like in podcasts too. Right. Other people. Like I'll I'll get into I I remember I had a really great deep discussion about uh, sexual politics and identity with Scott Thompson okay. and people kind of liked it but people really like the ones where you're just laughing all the way through the show and doing silly stuff and I'm like well that's like morning radio thank you right it, <laughs> yeah, like I had that for years and it offered me nothing uh, right. you know so it's like I, that's not my thing so yeah, whatever I'm <laughs> a guest now I do I guest on podcasts.
0: You just do guest appearances. Good enough. Hey, you know what? It works out for me since you're here now, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Okay, another thing I want to touch on as well. We have sort of similar parenting background where your mom had cancer, my mom had cancer. They both passed away, young ages. And you had a dad that really wasn't there for you. I had a dad that still doesn't (laughs) even know when my birthday is. Again, I've been doing this for over two years now and he still doesn't know I even podcast. So that goes to show you. But... I saw I saw one of your clips online and the whole bit about the pain management bit, that whole thing.
3: Oh, that's not really a bit. That was a...
0: Was that a whole show?
3: A, that was a storytelling uh, exercise oh. for us. It was... A, it's a show on Comedy Central called This Is Not Happening. Right. So it was created that's by exactly my, what my friend it. Ari Shaffir. Okay. And it invited comics to come on and tell true stories about their lives
1: oh um, all right all right
3: based upon themes um i mean entertaining and stuff like that and i mean there's jokes in it of course and funny moments and things like that but but i thought the interesting challenge of that at least the way i looked at it was to also create an honest pathos that went with the comedy so it fluctuated between the two Mm -hmm. and um i i borrowed it from a one-man show i'd done about my mom uh uh, uh, not all of it, just part of it
1: Right.
3: Uh, before because uh, my dad hadn't died when I did the original show but now they they both passed mm-hmm. so I, I, I'd rewritten the entire piece for that but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that piece I was terrified when I did it though it was really scary because a lot I of the other imagine. comics on that same show went for like just laughs, you know, I had to right. follow up uh, Bobby Lee who oh, wow. did something about shitting his pants yeah, or something he's a monster, like, like, yeah <laughs>
1: it's
3: like, alright and then to go on with the with, uh, you know, you go on afterwards with something that's sort of more powerful or in depth. You know, right. and also uh, Louis Anderson went on too before me. Oh, wow! Okay, and uh, did a story about his dad beating him up as a kid, which oh, was sure. really quite powerful. And right. I found out earlier that he—that was he did it. Uh, he did it twice because oh. he did it the night before and he didn't like it so he came back that night and that's why I didn't see him on the schedule oh. but it was kind of shitty to have to follow kind of another bad dad story you know like right. I, 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 it's, it, comics don't like following the same topics when they're doing jokes but when you're doing sad stuff it sucks following somebody else doing sad stuff too
0: right I could but, I um, imagine
3: yeah my dad my dad was a dick I kind of <laughs> I forgive him but it's weird. I, I think about him a lot, even though I didn't like my father very much. I think about how he became what he was, right. and I, I have sympathy for him.
0: Yeah, for I think him. I'm the same way too.
3: You know, like it was a different world and it was a different yeah. time. And yeah. I look, like my, my parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing. You know, <laughs> right? And, uh, and the more I realize that as an because you're a kid, you think why? Are, you know, you think your parents are, are skilled at what they're doing, and you don't realize that. Yeah, you know, they're just, they're just taking a they don't know what the fuck but my mom was (laughs) my mom did the best she could for what she she did she instilled a lot of good qualities in, and but she she was i mean they're both they both had a different time and i had very old parents too like my parents my parents were from the 50s raising me in the eight like they were they had me when they were in their late 40s you know
0: oh okay mine was they were in their early 40s
3: okay yeah so i was like uh and i was a total afterthought yeah me too
0: because I have way so older sure. siblings, so I get it.
3: Yeah. yeah, So it's weird being raised in like the '80s with Eisenhower values, when your parents yes! are like being raised by like hippies next door, you know, <laughs> with flowers in their hair and naked yep. running down the street. You know, I, I it is a very different perspective, um, and I, I'm I'm glad for it. You know, I, I there's a, there's been a few problems with my life, like uh, when it comes to uh, cynicism. Um, that is a result of having that type of childhood, but at the same point, the advantages are are, are quite exceptional. Like I look yeah. at my family, and like we we weren't wealthy.
1: Yeah,
3: we. My parents did nothing for us. Like I didn't get a dollar <laughs> my entire life from my parents. Right. Yet, yet every one of us, well, except for me, is a millionaire and very successful. You know, of Fantastic. all my brothers and sisters. Okay. That's and it's awesome. kind of interesting that that would happen because, given what we're told having my type of parents by the common narrative now, right. uh, everybody should be drug addicts and in jail. Oh, but shit. that's not, that's not what happened. Right. You know, <clears throat> having an abusive fucked up dad um, who, I mean, violence was the solve. He'd use violence to solve every problem, you know? Right. But we didn't turn out bad. We actually, and none of us are, I mean, we're traumatized. We talk about it and stuff like that. Like, like of course. Fuck, you know, shitty when dad tried to push me out of the car when I quit the basketball oh team. Uh, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> but at the same point we all kind of just went on with our life so I, I and i'm not discounting the trauma that other people go through but they're but having a bad childhood isn't a one-way ticket to bad it's not it's, and that's kind of like the narrative that everybody uses i mean it causes us problems but fucking and i'm not saying you everybody can move on because right. you absolutely need psychology you need healing you need nurturing you need to you need to refall in love and, and validate yourself and how whatever path takes you to that it's great mm-hmm. but it doesn't absolutely just like everything in life That's everything true. in life doesn't have to be the fucking end
1: no right
3: <laughs> you know and i get how it is for some and i'm not discounting people's pain but of at course. the same point that narrative that you can just have a You know, you can do good still. Yeah. Isn't isn't out there enough, in my opinion? (laughs) You know, because we focus too much on the I can't do anything because this happened to me. Well, yeah, okay, but some can.
0: (laughs) It's true. Like, for instance, in in my family, it kind of went both ways because my mom was sick. My whole like I I was born while my mom had cancer. So I was in her while she had cancer.
3: Oh, whoa. what kind of cancer did she
0: have? She had like something in her neck or something, like something in her spine that was a tumor and then it got cancerous. I, I can't really remember. Uh-huh. Again, uh-huh. my parents never told me shit. If it wasn't for, I guess, my brothers, I wouldn't even have known she had cancer. I would have thought it's just normal to have a sick mom because, I, again, I grew up her yeah. always sick, it, right? It
3: becomes normal really yes. quick, doesn't it? It does. It yeah. really does.
0: Yeah. So... so like, I, I had her who couldn't really do much but just yell from her bed because she was bedridden pretty much half her life. And then my dad gone 24-7 because he had to support me and two older siblings of mine. So he was supporting five people. So he was working literally sunrise to sunset. So I I would wake up, he'd be at work, I'd go to sleep, he'd still be at work type of thing, right? Yeah. So we had no parameters. So I sort of grew up again, normal per se. But yeah, I have my gripes too, obviously. But my brothers went a total separate way. Where, as you said, the drug route, the jail route, all uh, that bad route. Now they're doing good, thank God. Now that they're older. But as as uh, teenagers and and in their twenties, yeah, it was a pretty rough time in our family, right?
3: Oh yeah, I got to be honest with you. If it wasn't for sports, which I, funnily enough, absolutely hate. <laughs> okay. Um, I think my family would have turned out a lot worse. Wow. Like. Because it did, even me, like I love playing sports. I always love playing okay. sports. I can't, I don't watch hockey, I don't watch any sports at all as sure. an
1: adult. Okay.
3: Um, but through those troubled years,
1: right.
3: where you could get into a lot of trouble, sports mm-hmm. took up all my extra time. Mm. Like I, I played basketball every day for five hours after school. Gotcha. I didn't, I, I didn't want to do drugs because I wanted to be good at basketball. Right. I didn't want to do this because I wanted to be good at basketball. Gotcha. And then when I yep. didn't want to be good at basketball, I wanted to be good at comedy. So, there you go. <laughs> so there was really no, uh, time, uh, without wanting to be something, right? you know, like whether it was sports or whether it was, uh, uh, art. And I think that was with all everybody, like being really in, and that was because none of us wanted to go home. I never wanted to go home. I was the same my, ma- my mom or my dad was yelling or mad yeah. or violent yeah. or whatever. So you'd go to the park and some kids went to the park and smoked pot and did all that stuff. And I went and shot free throws. See? <laughs> you know, like, you know I, I, I was really good at free throws for somebody that, you know, didn't, you know, get fouled very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. For me, it's the same thing. I, me, my role was I played street hockey all the time, and then when those kids would go okay. home, and I would have no choice but to go home now, I would just lock myself in my room and play video games, and that's it.
3: Yeah. Well, I started programming, too, back then. Oh, so there I'd you go. Make, I'd make my own video games. But I didn't have a computer, so I have to go to my friend uh, Kevin Yamoka's house.
1: Oh, okay. and,
3: But Kevin Yamoka's family was why I was good in school, because his mom was Japanese, and they had a really strict uh, view on education, and his mom was worried that my grades weren't very good. So he, she said I couldn't come over and play with Kevin unless I got my grades up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so makes my sense. At no point gave a shit about my grades.
0: Same here. Yep. Yeah.
3: Kevin, Kevin Yamoka's mom is why I got B's and A's. <laughs> wow. I wasn't allowed to come over and use their computer and play with Kevin unless I was smarter
0: Wow, that's hilarious. Good for you. Well, you know what? Most of us have that. I guess sort of say. Guardian angel, not to get too religious here, but everyone has that sort of thing, that path, that luck, that little shove, the you know, whatever the fuck it is, whatever you believe in, that helps you along your path, so you don't become a low life, so to speak, right?
3: Yeah, but at the same point, I totally have sympathy for people that end up in those straits too, because of situations that are beyond comprehension.
1: That's true. This
3: this the whole left right thing that I I I kind (laughs) of it's frustrating because I'm a liberal. Without question. Sure. You know, like, I'm I'm very much a liberal. Yeah. I I want...
0: I think I am too at heart. But I'm baffled by other
3: liberals that don't understand conservatives.
0: Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) I understand. Yes.
3: I I don't agree with them. Okay, yeah. But I get it. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, they... And I think that there's a little... I I was trying to equate this the other day to a rope. Like, uh, so if you... There's, you throw somebody a rope, and okay. then you pull... Let's say safety is in the middle of the rope, right. like in the middle there. You throw somebody a rope, and then you pull them towards safety, okay. right? But let's say there's a rope just sitting there. You can also pull yourself towards safety, right?
1: That's
0: right. And
3: I, I, the way I look at it is conservatives think there should be a rope, and that's it.
1: Yeah.
3: And liberals think that there should be somebody pulling the rope, and that's it. Whereas yeah. I don't see why we can't do both.
0: Thank you. Right. <laughs>
3: You know, like you so can, there should absolutely be a rope, but you can also pull yourself up that rope. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be one or the other.
0: <laughs> I like that. That's very good. I'm going to use that next time too.
3: <laughs> nope. I fucking came up with that yesterday walking home from the oh, gym. I trying to explain like, uh, <laughs> and I thought this is a good explanation for this because I am a devout, diehard liberal on every level. Okay. I have immense empathy for structural injustice. And things like that. But at the same point, I don't think that it has to exist in a vacuum without, you know, the incentive of individuals also wanting to do better on their own and, and taking some responsibility. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It's everybody has to be involved in making this. And I, I'm baffled by conservatives thinking that everybody has the same advantages to achieve. Yeah. Like when they sit there and they go, well, I did this on my own. Well, did you, did you build the roads? <laughs> did you build the roads that you drove here? Did you create the legal system that you used to fucking just find, protect your, 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 your situation? Do you like, these are all cultural oh, and, man you know built systems you know and also people don't seem to understand how in much racism and structural mm. gender uh, ideas and religious bullshit yep. holds people back you know yep. yeah anyways once if once we have a completely even playing field i'm all for the conservative stuff but we're so far from equity yeah. that you know let's let's work on both ends anyways not funny not a funny talk <laughs> not
0: You just got serious for a second. (laughs) How how do you keep fresh? How do you keep fresh with your jokes?
3: You go on long monologues about fucking politics? Uh,
0: (laughs) That's exactly it. (laughs) You you broke the code. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, no worries. Okay, so another thing I want to know about you. You love bears and you hate bees. Please explain. Oh, I hate
3: fucking bees.
0: What, What is this thing all about? Is this like a bit or is this a real life thing?
3: No, oh, no, those are real. That's oh, okay, real. Okay. I, almost everything I talk about my, in my show's real. People always think I'm making stuff up. But I, I don't know how. <laughs> I, I just—that's a good I just excuse. To, I just talk about the, what I know. And uh, no, all my life I've been terrified of bees, like on a level that's uh, ludicrous.
0: Did you get stung um, by one or something as a kid? No,
3: no I've never been stung. Okay. I actually used—I used to catch bees in a jar. Oh shit! I remember—I remember the moment I became afraid of bees. And I don't know why. Specifically, but I was I used to catch uh, bumblebees all the time. I go up to flowers put them in jars I loved it. It was one of my favorite hobbies is like and I think I was eight or nine years old and then one day I caught a bumblebee. I had the lid and I had the jar and there's like about 20 other bees I'd already caught in the jar sure, but the bumblebee was caught on the edge of the lid and if I closed the lid I'd kill the bee. Oh, okay, and I didn't want to kill the bee Okay, and I didn't know what to do.
0: Oh no, so
3: and so I, 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 I tossed the jar away, like to, you know. So I just I threw it about okay. five feet, and all the bees came out and oh, fucking no. chased me for like shut up, at least it must have been like five hundred yards, you know. And wow. I mean I could hear them at my ears just this is the entire fucking way,
1: right?
3: And, and I was like, shit, these <laughs> things are smart. And once I realized they were smart, I was terrified of them. Like right. I just re- realized that these these aren't like other insects. These are vindictive, mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> you know. And I, I, I and I've just I've had an irrational fear of them ever since. So I don't I don't really know what that means. But I I've been working on be- I, I'm trying not to be afraid of bees as much. Okay. I'm still desperately afraid of hornets, wasps, anything like that. Like I will. I'll jump out of a moving car. I was just gonna hornet. say,
0: you scream like a girl. You jump on the table.
3: <laughs> there's no control. There's no control over my fear. I, I, I pushed my wife down uh, to get up. away from a hornet on oh our first date. Like I just, I was like ah, and I just pushed her to the ground and ran, thinking that maybe the hornet would take her. Right. And then, oh uh, and God. I love bears. I don't know why I love bears. I just think they're they're amazing. Uh, as a kid, they, they used to come into the orchards by our house. Oh wow. In the, and, and eat all the rotten apples and get drunk and stuff.
0: And oh my god.
3: Yeah, I just thought it was the coolest thing to have these animals. I mean they're of course they're dangerous, but right. like just they're so neat looking. And I, every time I've seen a bear, I've just been like I've just been in awe. I like i, I really like all animals, you know? Like I'm pretty much of an animal nut. But uh you know, bears I, I growing up I'm around bears, that. I've always felt pretty fortunate for See, them.
0: most people it's the other way around. They're scared of bears and don't mind bees. <laughs>
3: I've never had a problem with bears. I mean, I've, I've come across <laughs> bears like four or five times hiking.
1: Wow. And,
3: and they just, they leave you alone. You know, I mean, there's two, uh, anybody that knows about bears knows okay. there's, if you come across a hungry bear, you're fucked. Right. <laughs> but, Makes sense. You know, as long as they're not hungry, you know, you're, you're generally okay, you know, so. Fair enough. Just, just try to be in places where there's lots of garbage around.
0: <laughs> you, know. you know what it's true i guess that has a better <laughs> smell well or like you live above portuguese because they'll go for the portuguese people before oh. they go to you <laughs> i I'd, I'd put my ear to the
3: floor and listen to them ravage them and i wouldn't even call the cops i'd let it i'd, I'd let it until i knew they couldn't cook fish before i'd call anybody <laughs> then i'd maybe once their hands were eaten off and they're like they couldn't pick up a rancid fish oh Then i'd call somebody and be like oh yeah please bears eating portuguese people
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> so when you're not doing comedy and, I guess, coding and, and everything else that we've mentioned, what are you into? Like, what's your go-to to unwind, to relax on your off days when you just want to chill? Uh,
3: I don't really have many off days. I, I go to university full-time now. Wow. So um, I'm nuts. at U of T, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm getting a degree. And um, I don't know. I, I love learning. I love studying. I know it's dorky, but I really... <laughs> Enjoy it. Uh, uh, what do I do to unwind? I, you know, I don't have as many hobbies as I used to. I, I really need to start doing stuff. Every year we plan a trip. Okay. And I find that's kind of fun, me and the wife. You know, uh, we went to Peru this year, which was really cool.
0: Nice. Uh, did, did last you year climb we went to Japan. What's up? Did you end up climbing the mountain there in Peru?
3: Yeah, we went up to Machu Picchu and we did all the Sacred Valley and all that. And right. that was pretty crazy and uh so i spent a lot of time with my wife you know nice. um yeah i don't know I, I wish i had a more exciting like <laughs> uh, you know like i hunt something but i don't i wish I, oh i learned how to shoot arrows this year uh, archery something but yeah no i do comedy on the, the you know i still tour and, yeah you
0: know, you've I been everywhere to too so i guess it's kind of hard when you've been everywhere and seen everything to have a sort of relaxing yeah. hobby right
3: yeah, I'm trying to write more uh, stories and okay. stuff like that. It's another reason why I'm, uh, it's another aspect of going to school is uh, learning the discipline um, that getting a degree takes and then taking yeah. that discipline and applying it to uh, my creativity. Okay. So I'm hoping that when I finish, I'll be able to sort of uh, maybe produce better quality uh maybe entertainment or insightfulness or something i don't know yet i I need to get smarter
0: (laughs) well you're on the path to it that's for sure
3: i hope i mean that's the crazy thing about learning though is the more you learn the more you realize you didn't know and it sort of takes away a bit of your confidence i before i went to university i was more confident to just sort of talk on any topic and now i'm like uh maybe i don't know all that uh (laughs) You know, there's a lot of sides to that issue. Uh, you know, <laughs> like it's uh, it, it moderates you more than it radicalizes you. I find, which right. is quite it's it's uh, contrary to what public opinion is. I'm also quite. This is something I learned. Uh, I don't know if this is interesting. I learned this from university. Okay. Um, constant narrative by older comics like myself, old white guys, complaining about college. You know, making everybody into snowflakes and teaching everybody not to that's not true at all uh by the way uh (laughs) colleges aren't turning our kids into uh uh, snowflakes at all Uh, (laughs) they arrive at college that way
0: (laughs) Ah, there it is
3: (laughs) and uh the colleges are responding to the demands of the students for that the colleges are not making students that way. That's okay. one thing I have really learned is the colleges are just as scared as everybody else. Like they're worried. They want to teach people, mm-hmm. but then they're worried about how to bring up certain issues. And because the kids are the ones that fucking lose their mind over everything. It's not the universities making kids that way. And right. that narrative that you constantly hear, like the colleges are making our kids into liberals. stuff. no, no, <laughs> right, us, we, we fucked up as, a, as parents. We did that. <laughs> Like if there's anybody to blame, it's people my age that raised these kids, and also the kids aren't bad. That's the other thing Like kids are still like, yeah, they might be stuff like, but they're so much nicer than I was at their age
0: that is true
3: it's mind boggling yes i that
0: I admit yes it's
3: it, they they're inherently kind to each other, right, and I'm like I had to every day going to school was fearful of right like it was, it yeah, was a like, battle a struggle. People are gonna pick on uh, like if you had pimples if you had if you had like <laughs> anything like you were a target for fucking abuse every day in school when I went.
1: Right.
3: People would never do that now. <laughs> like, nope. like you're just uh, it, it's a different existence. I, I got to I think that I, I think they're better that way. I think maybe we yeah. we were a little bit too accustomed to being mean to each other, and it's kind of it's, it's flummoxing. Well, yeah, but it
0: could be the upbringing because of our parents being so from the older generation where they never yeah. hugged you or said "I love you" versus now yeah. you have the lawnmower or helicopter parents that are always saying "I love you" every day, every yeah. second, right? So that could be yeah, it too.
3: There's a little bit in between, but they're also more stressful than we were too. Like oh, I mean, they're God, worried they about yeah, and they. And I guess so. I mean, they grew up with every mistake being pushed online. We didn't have that, you know? Right. But, I mean, if, if all the shitty things we did in our 20s were online, none of us would have any. <laughs> you know, like, Thank God. Have, yeah, uh, God. Some of the jokes that people used to tell when I started in comedy.
1: Oh, like, I can imagine.
3: I I was think, I, I followed a uh, an MP, an ex-MP today on Twitter, uh, okay. um, uh, Sven Robinson. He was, a, he was the first openly gay uh, MP in Canada. He's oh, from okay. uh, outside at Burnaby. And when I started in comedy, there must have been 30 comics where the punchline was, uh, you know, oh, like, oh, you know, this guy's gay, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, like, that was it. That was the entire joke. Yep. The entire joke was that he was gay. And, like, that's such an incredible transition we've made from that time to now where that's not a thing like that's not a right it's it's person finding love amongst his same gender is not the basis for the joke itself you know and that's uh, that's nice i like that that's a better world
0: (laughs) i think so too yeah like you you could still make fun of certain things but you don't have to make it like you said the brunt of the joke like you could say it in passing but to make it like the punchline or this or just have it as that yeah well
3: i think it's important that we realize that (laughs) every group is comprised of 20% 20% fucking assholes. Yep, Of course. So, like, so when we, and they're, they're kind of who we use to sort of, uh, uh, shape the group. So like, there's a lot of gender tension right now. Like, you know, uh, women, man, this way. And mm-hmm. then a lot of, you know, but the, the sad fact is, is, uh, you know, the women are very upset with men and they should be like, we've allowed a lot of this to happen for the last many millions of years or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, our behavior. But at the same point, that's about 20% of us that are, they're kind of using an example of, and then women, uh, there's about 20% of women that are fucking awful too. <laughs> you know? Thank you. Like, you know, And then there's, there's about 20% of every race is fucking brutal yep. and 20% of every religion fucking brutal yep. as <laughs> 20% of Portuguese eat stinky fish. Okay.
0: Well, we could go a little <laughs> bit higher than that. Let's say 60%. That's safe to say. Okay, 20% cook it nonstop above people that don't want the smell. Okay, okay that's fair. Perfect. Right, that's, that's, that's fair.
3: So <laughs> we use these, these, these small slivers of the worst to define each other. And right. when we look for division, we're going to find division. Of that's that's the, the flaw. And I, think that we're, I do think that even though we're going through this phase right now of kind of heightened uh, intolerance and increased races, I think the end run right now is actually going to be a lot better. Uh, I think we're uh, oh, I think right. it's getting worse right now just because it's about it's the dying gasps of a lot of these old old hatreds.
0: Yeah, that is true. They're just holding and, on.
3: Yeah. And so I'm not as negative uh, towards this coming generation of snowflakes and <laughs> like I'm not as negative towards like I, I don't even like using those terms. I actually think that they're that they'll find something in their positivity that we couldn't find in our cynicism.
0: Right. No, it, it has to change. Like, even, say, for example, in the comic scene, like before, or even entertainment to say as a whole, before, you'd have to be in music to be a musician. If you tried to do the jump, people would make fun of you, people wouldn't take you seriously. Now you yeah. have everyone that crosses over from acting to music to even sports. You got people coming from wrestling into acting and vice versa. Like, fucking, oh. what's his name? Idris Alba. This guy, what doesn't he know how to do? This guy's right? everywhere. This guy's he a fixed, monster. He fixed-
3: fixed a tire in my car last week pulled <laughs> over the guy's just like I'm expanding my my I'm expanding what I'm doing I'm like fuck go for it bro and he nailed it he nailed it you know like all four lug nuts fully Holy tight shit. but not past the tensor on the on the wrench so you right. can still get them off but they didn't you yeah, know fucking good yeah it everybody's like that now I, I like this uh that's another reason I went to you know, back to school too, is because mm. we we're always of this definition that we chose one career in life, and I was like, right. I've only done one thing, and I want to do more. Exactly, I'd like to. I'm so interested in different things that are happening right now in the world technologically. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be outside of that. We're going through another renaissance, yeah, uh, technologically, and it'd oh, be yeah. weird to be in the renaissance and not know any painters. Uh, so that you know, I, 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 I went to where the painters are. <laughs> you know where the, the universities and it's neat i, I don't know what i'm going to do with myself but i i like the idea of, of learning and expanding and i like learning for life that's a big thing and adapting because the best things come with adapting and change
0: well you yeah. have to like i'm the same way i my whole thing of getting older now because now i'm i'm in my well knock on wood not yet but soon i'll be 40 so
3: ah, oh, it's all over at 40
0: <laughs> so As I've gotten older, thanks, man. As I've gotten older, I know that I don't have to know everything, but at least i got to know it exists. And that will get me by through at least not looking like an idiot, I guess. And then what I like, I'll get more delved into, and then I'll learn about it, right?
3: Yeah, there's a duty, and uh, there's a civic duty and a personal duty and responsibility Mm -hmm. to education as well. And I've always equated this to sort of the Hannah Arendt's when she sort of discussed the banality of evil mm. and that how most people that participate in great evil do it in moderate doses of personal self-interest as the motivators and not an overwhelming plan of evil. Okay. And so it's just, oh, I want to get a promotion in the Nazi party. So I'll just do this a little bit better. Right. And so this collective sort of personal self-interest without taking into a count the greater movement is where huge movements of evil originate and i yeah. thought about that a lot and i think that our duty to education is to not be used as a tool for evil mm. that's the minimum
1: right and that's
3: why it's important for us to sort of be aware like you don't have to watch the news every day and all that i think yeah. the news is actually quite toxic but Right. Ever, const, constantly expanding the perspective of other people's experiences in the world mm. is the, is valuable education. That's yeah. travel, that's reading novels. Right. There's no other way to, to experience another life better than a novel because it takes place inside your head. You're fully immersed in a different so sort true. of uh, illustration of experience, of circumstances that you couldn't possibly know. Right. And so reading is still one of the most powerful sort of educators for opening your eyes as to other people's experiences so it and movies are good too when they're done properly but they're also a little simplistic and they don't give us a full immersion but novels give you a full immersion and these little things do us a justice in the fact that it 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 gives us a a, a wider perspective so that we can't be used by bad (laughs) which is i I mean that's if you're going to set a bar for life that's that's the lowest bar you can set i don't want to be used by evil and Makes that's easy. It's you know, and you, you, just a little bit of education is all it takes to go. You know what? I'm not going to be part of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thank you.
3: You don't have to be a complete activist. You don't have to be a, but you don't have to be, don't let bad people use you.
0: Oh, shit. How about, okay, well, okay. We've touched enough on fish. So what foods do you like? <laughs> what type of foods is in your wheel? Like, are you a steak guy? Do you like fast food? Do you like, like, you know, uh, barbecue? Like, what's your thing?
3: Well, I'm, I'm mixed on this one. I I like certain foods, but I also temper what I eat uh, for different reasons, Okay. both both health, environmental, and uh, things like that. Uh, okay, I don't okay. have any moral problems with eating animals, which right. people might find surprising given how much I love animals. But
1: mm-hmm.
3: we are animals, and there's a cyclical sort of existence between eating uh, other animals
1: that, right.
3: you know. Um, The only reason sometimes I don't eat meat is because of environmental reasons uh, and the way it's produced. Like, I I like steak, right? You know, but I don't like the way they make and produce a lot of beef. So Mm -hmm. I tend to, you know. And then pigs is a tough one because I fucking love pigs. They're the cutest, (laughs) sweetest animals, but they can taste so good. Good, Um, And I, so I limit. I try to limit that. Um, I, I try. I eat. I still eat chicken because i could kill a chicken with my bare hands because i fucking hate them (laughs) i grew up near a chicken all right they're just so loud and uh um so i do i like i like um i I eat a lot of protein heavy dense foods i'm on a keto diet right now i'm trying that but i didn't do that for any other reason but i'm trying to improve my my thinking um Keto diets have a notoriously uh, brain fog-eliminating effect that allows you clarity oh, wow. after about three weeks in. I've, okay. been, on, I've been studying nootropics and different ways to think uh, right. since I started going to school and I got old. Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, I'm sure it's not the pot clouding my mind. But,
0: um, <laughs> hey, pot makes me think clearer, so it has different effects for different people.
3: <laughs> I, I smoke pot and watch Jeopardy, and I do better when I'm high. See? It's really. See? But uh, – but uh, so I, I started doing a keto <laughs> diet in order to maintain longer uh, time frames of clarity for studying and for school. Okay. And it's been quite effective, actually. Uh, nice. But um, yeah, for food, I, I only in the last two years did I start really enjoy preparing my own. Okay. And so, yeah, uh, I don't fine. eat out at all anymore. Oh, That's nice. my big thing. I don't eat oh, processed wow. food and I don't eat out. I'm trying so, so hard. My,
0: my yeah, I've, I've, cut, I've tried to cut off as much processed as I can and refined sugar. Those are my two things that I say no-no to nowadays. And yeah, hopefully I, I could live a don't longer life any like that. Yeah,
3: not sugar in anything. Um, right. That's part of the keto diet too. But I also just, I've never been a sweet, I've never had a sweet tooth.
0: Oh, I have so, a little bit of a sweet tooth. Just yeah. a little bit. Every once in a while it goes down good. But again, I saw a dietician a while ago and they said, as long as you have five good days a week, you could have sugar all you want. Like, even the right. body needs a little bit of sugar. Like, you need a little bit of everything, right? So, huh. you don't want your levels to be too low as well and be like sugar deficient or something and then have your... Something else yeah. happened to you because of it, or whatnot. But yeah, as I'm long a, as you have I'm five a, good I'm days, also,
3: I'm a I'm a pretty firm believer that we we all have that we all require different diets too. Because my wife That's true. is half Japanese, and she has a completely different requirement food wise than mm-hmm. I have. See, um, she needs breakfast okay she needs to have a consistent calorie intake over a period of a day yeah i I eat one meal a day and i'm fucking fine
0: i wish i'm the same way as her i need to i I need to eat at least three times a day at least
3: but that's just different people are like that so i don't think any diet's right for everybody
0: well and that's what they say too nowadays i've noticed they say it makes this diet's not for everyone it all depends on whatever you just got to find what works for you and that's it
3: And also, I don't really like to think of things as diet because I don't think of like to think of things as this is a temporary thing. I like to think of it as sort of a a, Mm -hmm. what's going to make me feel the best all the time. And I like to work out. I like to run, um, and I like something that complements that. I don't want to feel heavy. I don't want to feel tired all the time. You know,
0: you want to feel good about yourself,
3: obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, a lot of veggies, a lot of stuff. You know, and uh, how about weird combinations?
0: Do you do any like weird off the top like? Food combinations that no one else would do?
3: Oh, yeah, I got one. go Uh, for it. I like uh, cottage cheese with salsa poured into it.
0: What the f...
3: Yeah, right? Nobody likes that. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) It looks like vomit. And uh, it's great. Uh, It's absolutely fucking great. A thick cottage cheese, pouring a little salsa, and just... mm, 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 mm. It is so... It's the best. It's the absolute best. I used to eat it with Dorito chips, but I don't eat Dorito chips anymore. Right. So now, now I just eat it straight. It's the best. So good.
1: Oh, um, my God.
3: Yeah, that's, that's one that floors people. But once you try it, you're like, oh, I, I think I get what this guy's talking about.
0: Well, there's some people online that have some weird combinations I just pulled up while you were saying that. One is, um, how about dipping Oreos in coffee? That seems normal, no?
3: Eh, yeah, I hate Oreos.
0: Uh, how about dipping <laughs> a grilled cheese in ranch dressing?
3: That's appealing to me. I like anything with cheese. That's uh, yeah, I would do that.
0: Ooh, this is weird. Cheerios with tea.
3: Gross. That person. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. Ketchup and ice cream. That seems like something my wife would do.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
1: Yeah,
3: no. she does weird She she um she on her rice and she loves rice. It's like her favorite food. Um, she pours uh, uh green tea. On her rice and soy sauce. I find that very weird. She finds green tea and soy on rice, uh, a nice combination.
0: I'll I'll end it with this one. Um, Green peas in applesauce.
3: (laughs) Huh, I could see that. I love applesauce.
0: Yeah, I'm a big applesauce fan too. Well, I brought up a few episodes ago that the new thing, the new trend now, is mixing Uh milk and Coke. That's a new drink, apparently, that people are doing. I thought
3: that was a brown cow. Hasn't that been around for a year?
0: Well, maybe they brought it back. I don't know, but they're saying it's it's all on the trend now. Everyone's ordering this supposedly.
3: Back in the 50s, an egg cream um What's was that? an egg cream was uh, was a a drink where they would use cola syrup, okay. soda water, milk Oof. and the, the egg white Oof. and then they 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 put seltzer water in it. And Oof. that was like a popular
0: That's too popular. much. No, my, not- my stomach could go upside down with that. Oof.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have actually a hard time finding drinks that I like because I don't mm. – I, I used to drink, like, 30 Diet Cokes a day. Now I don't drink Diet Cokes yeah,
0: anymore. I'm a big Coke guy as well. But, again, yeah, I'm the same way. I will I'll, I try to limit to about two or three a week now, and that's, that's pushing it.
3: Yeah, I cut out all the artificial sweetener drinks. Oh. So now it's like I drink soda water with a splash of, like, lime or lemon, and it's just not the same.
0: It's you not. it's true.
3: I, 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 every once in a while, I'll have stevia, um,
0: okay, yeah. sweetened
3: stuff, yeah, yeah. which is all all right, but it's almost too sweet. I don't really, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I miss I miss kind of, you know what I really like, but mm. uh, is if I can find a, a sugar-free um, a tonic water. Oh, yeah, I like a tonic water now, which it, is kind okay. of weird because who likes the taste of tonic water? I do. I like it. I'm
0: yeah, you remind it too. Because yeah. the Portuguese are big into tonic water, so maybe it's to level out the fish.
3: Ah, maybe it could be the settling of Goa and Macau oh. and the fighting of, uh, fighting off of malaria that it used to provide. And they brought it back. I Makes forget sense. how much the Portuguese settled Southeast Asia. There's a lot of areas over there. Right.
0: Well, we didn't settle. We just went there and took all their spices to make our fish.
3: Yeah. that's Basically, everything comes <laughs> back to fucking fish with you guys. Jeez, it's unbelievable. I was looking at the largest fishing fleets in the world, and Spain and Portugal yeah. have, have the two largest fishing fleets on planet Earth. Right. And you look at their population representation, and it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. You know, like I don't get and it. That's, and that's why the EU won't enforce um, any strict fishing regulations because oh. they don't want to cause unemployment in those two countries.
0: Oh, makes well. See, well, where my dad's from, his town is considered a fishing town. So. Well,
3: what city in Portugal is it?
0: <laughs> well, that's true. I'd say about, what, 75% of Portugal is covered by water. So, yeah, 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 yeah. that, that is to, true. The
3: old Atlantis. <laughs> um, I, interest, do you speak Portuguese at all? Yeah,
0: I actually lived there for a year as well.
3: Really? Where, about Lisbon or Agar?
0: Well, I, got I love Portuguese. the Algarve. I've been there, obviously, Algarve. plenty of times. But, no, where I lived was uh, actually being religious. Do you know where Fatima is? Of course
3: I know where Fatima okay. is. Okay,
0: it's about I, uh, an I, I, hour I drive from there. I my
3: cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went on a pilgrimage and on my knees all the way to the where Fatima appeared.
0: Uh, my mom did that.
3: Thing. Okay, so you clearly grew up Catholic too. Of course. Right, uh, I'm sorry, but okay, that Fatima and there's Lourdes. How about yeah. Magia fucking goria Have you ever heard of that one? W-
0: what's that one?
3: Magigoria, uh, okay. So my dad was obsessed with Magigoria. Okay. Uh So this this was Our Lady appeared to uh, seven kids in the former Yugoslavia in like the eighties. Oh shit!
1: Okay. They, all,
3: they all said they saw Mary, right? Sure. And uh, my dad spent just thousands of dollars on statues and flying uh, there, and, and all these people. All okay. the kids were lying. We're right. all lying. They just fucking want attention, you know. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so. Even the church is like, ah, this isn't real. Okay. But all Catholics, love, old Catholics love this crazy shit. They My do. dad becomes obsessed with it, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, the end of times is coming, Mary's appearing. <laughs> why would Mary appear to tell us, by the way? Why wouldn't Jesus, you know? What, what is? Why are we so obsessed with Mary? Why is Mary always coming back? What is Jesus doing that he's so busy that <laughs> he can't show up and tell us there's something going on, you know? No it's kidding, all, right? I'll just right? fucking Mary appearing, you know? With, <laughs> It's, it's it never is it Jesus. Never is Jesus appearing. No, nope. it's, it's always in Guadalupe, Mexico. Mary. That's right. That's like, another always It's always, one. Mary. It's always yeah. freaking Mary everywhere. It's you know, so true. I, uh, I think, yeah, but yeah, my dad. We had statues all over our fucking house. <laughs> yeah. Guadalupe, Fatima, Mary, Lourdes Same thing. Anything. With me. Yeah, I totally
1: That was that
3: was my that was my uh, my dad kept trying to get my mom oh. to skip her cancer treatment. Oh no! And, and go to uh, get healed you know oh, in those shit. places right just i mean it's no different than you know the uh, anti-vaxxers and oh all, yeah it's it's all the same it, it, the problem with extreme religion and it's actually what's happening with this whole flat earth and all these other things is that they all are a fundamental part of our egos we want to feel special and like we know something other people don't know of course yeah and that's why all this stuff is resurgent, because now when religions are starting to go away, people will go, oh, fuck it, but I need to feel like I have a secret that nobody else has. And it's like, all right.
1: Totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
3: We've talked too long, and I'm
0: Yes, tabloid. exactly. Let's just go right into it. Do you want to play the dumb laws game then to end off the show? Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. so I'm going to give you four dumb laws. One the of them is actually one, the, st- the, still enforced in the States. The third,
3: the third one's still enforced.
0: What do you mean the third? Why? Is, is that your what you learned my, in, in school?
3: That's my prediction. My prediction is the third one you read. <clears throat> Psychologically, I think you're going to be compelled.
0: We shall see. And I'm not changing anything. I'm going to leave it no, the way no, it is. No, let's no, see no, if okay. it is the third one, okay? Let's see. No, okay. okay, so let's start here. In Maine, it is illegal to sweep, rake, blow, or use water in order to remove dirt from your property onto public property?
3: Oh, I totally think that is, that is existent and actual thing. Okay. okay. That, I believe that one. Okay. Right away.
0: So, okay. 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 <laughs> in Tennessee, it is illegal to eat food in a building, which is on fire.
3: I mean, that doesn't seem like it should have to be a law, but it is like Tennessee. That's, that's a natural order of things. <laughs> I know that you used to be allowed to burn down your own house oh my until God. insurance came around. That was, that was perfectly legal then it became illegal to burn down your own house once house insurance came about. I thought that's an interesting. So I don't know. That's a weird one. Okay, let's hear the next one.
0: In Washington, it is illegal to pretend one's parents are rich.
3: Washington State? Yes. Huh. doesn't seem like that. Having spent a lot of time in Washington State, that I, I have to think that doesn't sound... No. No.
0: All right. And the last so, one, in Alaska... It is illegal to perform oral sex outdoors.
3: Huh. Oh, that could very well be enforced still. Like, how would you? (laughs) Huh? It's a tough one because I think the first one is absolutely real because it seems like a waste of water and that would piss me off. Okay. Um, But then oral sex outdoors. I mean, how do you even put that into a law? Just all sex. (laughs) I mean, it's... That's a t- Well, also, you know, you're not supposed to, but it's Alaska. It's, if you're going to be naked anywhere, why couldn't you be naked in Alaska? It's so big. I don't know. I, I'm going to stick with the first one, although I think technically you'd still get charged for the fourth one. Okay. Through various other laws like indecency or public lewdness, which would cover those. So you wouldn't need a specific law for it. Okay. Good thinking, good thinking. So, yeah, so the first one.
0: Is you're you're the- going with Maine. Okay. Yeah. You should have gone with your gut. It was the third one. In Washington, it is illegal to pretend one's parents are rich.
3: Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. That's a stupid law. That doesn't... Why? Why? How's that even a good thing? I don't know. Why would you want to pretend your parents are rich anyways? You Just everybody think you're a dick. <laughs> Man. And you... I don't see the benefits of that on any level.
1: Oh, my God.
3: And also, I don't see the benefits of the law helping anyone. Like, why... Why would that help anybody? Like, who got so pissed off that they need to pass this law? That's weird. No, nah, I don't like that. I don't. I. You know what? I don't believe it. I think I'm right still. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I, I'm just gonna. I'm That's gonna, it. I'm gonna, I, my cognitive dissonance
1: <coughs> oh, and shit.
3: how aligned I am with my my self preservation of my own ego right. is gonna say that I'm right, and somehow you're using a conspiracy to trick me. <laughs>
0: there you go we'll leave it at that we'll agree to disagree how about that
3: all right cheers this is really fun thanks uh, thanks a lot sorry uh it wasn't on a nicer day we could have done this in the sunshine
0: i know right but anyways plug your shit let people know where they can find you any upcoming shows you want to promote anything that's going on
3: um, just loosely follow me until i have something important on the internet like i'm on like twitter and i don't use facebook so don't add me on facebook i'm same here um I'm Instagram, Iscarius, or uh, E-S-C-A-R-I-U-S. That's what I use most, but I have Pete Johansson as well. So you choose. I don't really post too much pictures of me. There you go. I don't... pictures of my wife sometimes, and she's sometimes in, like, racy clothing. There's a couple of uh, nighty. if you want to spank off to my wife.
0: Well, There um, are a lot of pervs that listen to the show, so I'm sorry.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My wife, lots of people spank off to my wife. I got a very attractive boy. <laughs> um,
1: Good for you, man.
3: Uh, yeah but my twitter's kinda of fun. Although I get a little too political sometimes. But I'm dumb. I like to, I get high and I'll tweet like a bunch. Those nice. are my favorite. Nobody likes those ones. Like those like they'll just sit there with zero likes. But I think they <laughs> and I'll go back days later I'll go, "Oh that was fucking brilliant." But I feel like people hate me when I'm high. Right. I don't know what it is. That's maybe that's paranoia, but I think I come up with. Funny they're
0: just stuff. jealous. That's all it is. They're jealous. They can't be high too. It's,
3: thank you, thank you. I like to. I like to chalk it up to they're just jealous because <laughs> I'm so good looking. That's what mom says. They actually like me a lot. Um, okay, this is fun. I'm gonna click off Skype. I'm gonna end by hanging up.
0: Yeah, you do that. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll promote my shit and then we'll we'll talk later. Then thanks, yeah, bud. Yeah, absolute pleasure, man. Cheers. Take care. Appreciate it, Pete. Take it easy, man. You too. Later. So while Pete logs off here, you can find myself on Twitter and Instagram, Finga Fingastyles, F I N G A S T Y L Z. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the Podcast DAP. And also you can email me your thoughts, suggestions, comments, whatever you want, whatever you have to say to thepodcastdap at gmail.com. And obviously subscribe, rate, review, do all that nice stuff for me, please, please. I know it's nice to download and listen every week, but do those other things. It really helps a lot on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and go to PodBros.com. And also support the sponsors at BlackbeltCBDProducts.com. Use promo code ThePodcast25. Get twenty five percent off. Go to PoppyApparel.com. Use promo code ThePodcast with a capital D. You'll get ten percent off. And tune in on May nineteenth at one PM to listen to me live on the live stream for the cure. And if you want more information on live stream for the cure, go to LiveStreamForTheCure.com. On that note, he's Pete. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.